Hello, beautiful people. Good morning. God bless you. You are most welcome to today's edition of Marriage Diet with Festus Flourish Osemwahu. Today is the 18th day of the month of May 2021. You are all welcome on board. God bless you. Wow, every time I just keep mentioning these dates, I want to just keep coming to my mind. Time just keep running. Wow, with speed. I mean, few days, few weeks, few months ago was 1st of January. Now we're talking about the 18th of May. And of course, few weeks ago it was 1st of May. Now it's 18th. And before you know it, the month is gone. But honestly, we need to continually count on God's faithfulness. God has been faithful. God indeed has been faithful. And the Lord that has kept us thus far will keep us continually to the end in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. Okay, we're continuing on our series. Remember, this is a series for both singles and couples. But we put both together so that singles can learn much more. We're looking at courtship again. The word again shows that it's not for singles, it's actually for couples. We are trying to see how couples can reinvent their marital relationship again. But at the same time, we are using one stone to kill two birds, hoping that singles can learn from this. Okay, if there are things we are asking couples to do again, all over again, now while you are still a single or you are in courtship, we are saying rather that you should emphasize on those things now. So that you won't get married um, 10 years, 15 years, uh, you know, down the line, you'll be like, oh, you want to tow the same line as well. And you are trying to reinvent your marriage. Get it right. Learn from these experiences that we're trying to share. Make sure you get it right so that you can have a very productive marital relationship. Yesterday, I did talk about um, resolving crisis, okay, as something that um, a lot of couples will need to learn from in terms of where they are coming from. I mean, how they used to resolve crisis when they had one or had crisis way back those days. And uh, we seem to have disconnected. We seem to have lost that approach of, of resolving crisis. And so that's why it looks as if so many things have been turned upside down. But we're saying if you're returning back to status quo, however, um, courtship again, going back memory lane, just so that we can reinvent our relationship, strengthen where we need to strengthen. We're saying resolving crisis or a healthy approach to resolving crisis, which was very, very obvious when both of you were in courtship and in relationship those days, is something that is worth bringing back on board and learning from it. I actually did episode one yesterday, so you might have to listen to episode one so that you can connect with what I'm going to be sharing today. Now, a major point I want to bring out today is the fact that those days while you were caught in, while you were in the relationship, um, for whatever reason, you have an issue with your fiance or fiancé, depending on who started up the fire. Okay, now let, let me say to the direction of, okay, you had offended your lady, the fiancé, and things aren't just moving as in the way you want it to be. Uh, maybe there was a suspicion of even cheating or um, or betrayal or whatever it is. 
you know, you record those days, you know, ladies have a way of just holding on to it. Like, oh, I'm not going to forgive him. He offended me. Oh, I'm going to hold on tight to this. Can you recall that at such point, when it got to that, you know, um, junction where it is like, I'm losing this relationship. Can you recall that bringing in the third party, either as friends or people, maybe even family members, calling your fiancé, younger sister, younger brother, to help mediate, to help beg your fiancé? Can you recall that that was always a game changer for you? Do you know it helped? When you got to a point where she would say, no, I'm not doing it again. This relationship, I'm done with it. I, I can't go on anymore. Can you recall? It was going to be either I act now or I lose this baby forever. You know, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, let me look for a friend to tell. A friend and that knows her. And then you tell the friend, uh, Jane is no longer picking my call. Oh, what happened? I don't know, we had an issue, we had a quarrel, it was really a heated one, and uh, since then we have been trying to reconnect, but she seems to have made up her mind, and uh, she has so many reasons, and I don't know, I have tried to reach her, and she's just not yielding, I don't know if you can help me, you see, most of those times, they, those young guys, have a way of telling their friends to help him, or even telling the lady's friends, I know you are her best friend, you are close to her, please, please just help me go and beg Jenny or Jane or the case might be. You say, ah, well, I will try. She actually told me what happened and I felt so disappointed. I bet, well, why did you even do such a thing? I don't know. It was the devil, but please just help me. You know what? If you help me, I promise you, I'm good. Mm -mm, I don't want any of your promises. What you did was wrong. You know, I'm just trying to bring back some of those memories. Imagine if this was how he played that itself. But at the end of the day, you will have a friend come in on board. She will speak with her friend now who is hurting, who has been cheated on, or who is who has been offended. And then she does her mediating, and then one day she brings both of them together and says, don't worry, I've spoken to my friend. You can call her now. Or she brings both of the persons together, the warring fashion, and she tries to talk to them, you know, um, uh, John is not very remorseful. What happened? We just have to put it behind us. I have told John that this must not repeat itself again. Blah, blah, blah. Well, don't worry. Let me just give you a space for both of you to talk and connect. Yeah, we saw both of these things. Those days in the university, I know what I'm talking about. And some of you, you also know what I'm talking about. When the other friend will have to leave the room, we're not leaving for both of them. Now, look at where I'm going to with this. How come after marriage, now you are married, you've been married for five years or thereabout, even much more than that. It is now a very difficult thing for the man to do to bring out himself for counseling. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. Some of you, now you can connect with what I'm talking about and where I'm going with this. It's becoming more and more difficult for men to embrace counseling. You have an issue with your fiance or fiance, and we're saying, please come, let's talk about this. Let's talk things over as it used to be. You saw the advantage, you saw the usefulness of a healthy third party to an extent. Yes, at the beginning, it's always, you know, everybody's always encouraged to 
try to you know build your relationship with each other because you ask a person i will say ah it's not good to bring in third party i agree just like in the relationship those days it wasn't also good to bring in a third party but you knew when to bring in and you brought in that third party it was like you knew when that third party was necessary and you brought in that third party because you knew if you didn't bring in that third party you were going to lose the relationship and lose the the marriage or whatever that was lying ahead of you but you brought in a third party did it help yes it did because it got to a point where i mean nobody was going to stand in as an umpire between two persons who you know are both engaged in a battle in other words, there will be no between two warring fashion, you can't have an umpire. You will need a third party to become an umpire. Sometimes a healthy one can be very necessary. It helped you then. Those relationships that would have broken, they were mended back together. Friends came in on board, they spoke, they talked, and they were mended back together and they moved on. But now it's getting more and more difficult every day to have men consent to counseling. They will tell you, no, 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 don't even go there. I, too, because they feel, you know, I'm the Lord of all, I'm the man, I call the shot here. No matter what happens, I'm not going to be blamed, even if I don't want to take counsel. Now, for a lot of men, it's difficult for them to embrace counseling. To even, maybe it's a thing of pride. They just feel, I'm a man, I'm, a, I'm in charge. So when they start embracing counseling, it looks as if I have failed. No, it's not like that, friends. It's not. That is psychologically very, very wrong, and you looked at you are looking at it in a very wrong way. It is not like that. Marriage, just like every other facet of human endeavor, when it comes to relationship with people, there is always bound to be that point where you will need to lean on someone and reach out to someone to either learn or to seek counsel. And marriage is not an exception. Because we're talking about two persons who both of them are looking at two uh, the same thing from a divergent kind of you know perspective and so you hold on to your side she holds on to her side it's going to get matters worse most of the cases that landed in court in what i would call it in divorce it was as a result of most persons not wanting to embrace counseling especially men at the time they were supposed to embrace counseling they felt number one it was not necessary number two arrogance and pride didn't allow them to embrace it and of course it is always about the fact that the man is right oh i am right i am right you know if there's any auto machine that would just say right 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 you know i'm right that kind of a thing that's the way most men say it i'm saying okay no problem if you feel you are right you feel your wife is the one that is so wrong that is even the more reason why you get to a point to say, let, let me embrace counseling, all right? Let me test my, my uh, conclusion or my perception on whether I'm right or let me test it. I will need an umpire. Yes, I'm so right as far as I'm concerned. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm aiming at. I'm so right on this matter. But he, my wife can also be so right as well. Now, to give, they uh, had the benefit of the doubt or to be fair on this matter let me bring in a third party a proven third party a, a productive third party just like it used to be those days when you were courting let me bring in someone who is going to look at these things differently number one that person wouldn't have any sentiment 
or attachment in any way because the person is not in it is not um, a, a party to the war you know what i mean these persons are non higher and so when you have situation like that the husband and wife should be able to choose and say okay I, I can make a choice, you can make a choice, but can we agree on the choice of an umpire that we can bring in on board? And hey, friends, I have seen cases where this step became the, the, the game changer that changed a lot of things, changed the perception, and a whole lot went on smoothly afterwards. And I'm just saying, if this was the case those days when you were cutting and it worked, what makes you think it can work again? What makes you think in marriage it can work? So you, you don't have to be high-headed about what you believe in or what you think. Don't forget, there are people, I mean, marital relationship, just like the general relationship with people, there are people seeking people's counsel from other people could just make the difference because there are people that definitely have been gifted along this line, okay? They might be able to look at things differently. So if we have seen life in a very scientific way, why can't we also look at, uh, you know, some of these our crises in a very scientific way, where we need to employ, you know, people who can mediate, who can come in and and look at it critically and give a verdict based on their findings, and the verdict will now become what both parties will be able to work on. But unfortunately, I just don't know. Most men just don't want it. But I'm asking, was that the case before you got married? Most certainly, no. It wasn't. It wasn't the case. Before you got married, if things weren't going right at that time, you always reach out to people, friends, family members, please, go ahead and beg her. Oh, go ahead and talk to her. And then sometimes your friends will come, you'll come around, you will talk. But now you don't want to talk. Can't you see something is wrong? Can't you see that your system of leadership, there is something wrong with it? Both of you are fighting in the marriage. The woman wants to breathe out, literally. She wants to be, to, to, to be heard. She wants to feel, uh, not, not feel rather, she wants to, um, um, you know, allow someone else to look at it from a different perspective and all the man will say no. And then you end up having these women go out for counseling most time. And for us as counselors, it makes the work really pretty difficult. Because you have a woman coming to us to tell us this is what is happening. And we do know, based on counseling rules, you can place judgment based on what you have heard from the wife. And sometimes it might really look very pathetic and very, you know, uh, I mean, you can really get emotional about it. When you hear the story from the wife, you know, perspective, you almost want to carry AK-47 and go and shoot down the man. But we know, genuine professionals who are counselors know that when you get to hear the man out, oh, if there is anything AK-48, <laughs> he will look for AK-48, not AK-47, to go and shoot down the woman. So most men don't know this. They always believe that, oh, these men are going to be buyers because women will always come with their sweet tongue. And of course, since she was the one that reported first, she's certainly going to draw emotion that the counselors will be buyers. No, most counselors are professionals because part of the rules is you don't hear from one mouth to pass judgment. You've got to hear from the other side. And when you put the cards on the ground as an umpire, hearing from this and this, you will be able to make your verdict. You'll be able to counsel them. That's the way it is. 
But most men are always skeptical. If I come out, uh, they will turn the whole thing against me. And uh, they will say I'm the one that is wrong. I mean, if you genuinely you are wrong, then you should be able to face it so that you can become a better husband. Otherwise, in some cases, you will just come out and realize that, oh, uh, well, this happened recently. And, um, you, you know, just <laughs> like I'm trying to explain now, it was courtesy of the wife. And um, I've always heard the story about this man. And this man was seen in a very bad light, you know. But typical of me, I, I don't jump into conclusions like that. You know, somewhere along the line, initially the man did not also want to reach out to me. But somewhere, I just don't know why it happened. We connected myself and the man became close, okay. And um, they went through the training, our faculty, and I was trying to still trying to mediate. And we didn't have a formal counseling session until we decided to because issues between them weren't really going as planned in terms of positive direction or moving in positive direction. I felt okay, let's have a counseling session. And I did. Oh my God. Oh my God. Wow. I just realized I was trying to push a message across to the woman. It was difficult for her to embrace that message. You needed to see what was coming out. I said, what? And I had to stop the counseling. We stopped it up till now. We didn't resurrect the counseling again. And so it just became obvious that the woman was actually the reason why, you know, some men need to breathe at the, you know, as well. So men are going through a lot of things. And sometimes because they are the type that don't usually want to come out to talk, they will keep quiet. Maybe because like, oh, he's not a man like me, so why will I be coming out to talk? They will keep quiet. And so in keeping quiet, they, there is a way of, you know, you would not know when you start, you know, reacting. Yeah, you are keeping quiet, but you are reacting. And sometimes it is a reaction that these women often carry out to say, oh, my husband is not giving me money again. Oh, my husband is not, especially with people in, the, in, in, in Europe and in the Western culture. You know what I'm talking about? A lot of men have even been abused, psychologically, emotionally abused. Yeah, in most of those marriages. They can't talk. They're keeping quiet because who would they even talk to? So they just, they're keeping quiet. And so sometimes they get to react. So when they react, they say, hey, I said it, it was infidelity, it was this. And then you're going to nail the man much more. So most times men who just want to stay away from counseling. They just want to, you know, uh, I mean, who cares? Who cares? And so that's where the misunderstanding always comes in. And I'm appealing to our men out there. Recall, it helped. This system helped you when you were caught in bringing in a third party. Don't feel you will be muzzled up. Don't feel your own point will not be heard. It is for the betterment of the marriage. It is for both of you to move on. Hey, I'm using this opportunity to reach out to as many. You know these issues are there and you need to talk to a counselor. Talk to us backstage. I can assure you, we will treat the matter as, as professional as we can. And of course, you know, those of you that know me very well, I'm a man of truth. If I wasn't, I wouldn't come out and be teaching like this. I would bend the rules like the way most persons always bend the rules. You know, I hate it the way it is. I, I've had more enemies because of this. I've had people criticize me, but I don't care. I'm a man of the truth because you didn't send me. God sent me and I'm going to report back to heaven, to God in heaven. 
Okay, and of course there might be other couple of counselors here and there. I'm not saying me, the MCI. Thank God we have trained counselors now who can also handle some of this. But you have other counseling outfit. I'm making special appeal to our husbands. Okay, don't just keep quiet. You need counseling, reach out for it. It helped you then in relationship, it can still help you. You'll be shocked that you are not the one that is really even wrong. What you practically maybe you are doing is reacting. There's a, a principle in, in conflict management, we call it principle of action and reaction. Sometimes we see the reaction when an action has been initiated. So somebody initiates a particular action as an offense and sometimes we don't see that it is the reaction because the reaction is always heavier. You know, somebody will react based on the action. You say, ah, the man behaved, oh, the woman behaved this way. But it's possible it was an action that triggered that. So these things can become uh, very, very handy and very useful in looking at marital issues. Like, but please, if you want your marriage to work, you want to get up to speed and, and have it salvaged, do the right thing. Get to a point you've tried to mediate, you've tried to do stuff in your own way, but it seems not to be working. If you need a third party to come in on board, get a healthy one. Set the stage and be willing to embrace the truth. And that is the only way some of us can make headway with this. Instead of just saying, no, 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 I don't want, I don't want, no, now. Don't forget, there is a whole lot of things ahead of us. The future is ahead of us. The children are there. They need to learn. It's not about how the marriage started. And our father, you know what I mean, from our children now, our father will say, oh, my father was such a mean man. No, it's not about how he started. It's about how you eventually turn things around. Say, at the beginning, my father was really very hostile. But towards the end, before we left home, a whole lot changed. And it's good to know that, you know, he's my father. I mean, that can be a very wonderful report from children. Or your wife will say, at those days, it used to be very difficult. But when my husband became Libra, you know, being able to receive cancer, positive cancer, a whole lot change. That should be the story. That should be the testimony. God bless you. Let's hold it here today. I hope you were blessed with this. In case you're having access to this audio podcast for the first time, you can connect with us via our phone number, plus 234-81071-26148. WhatsApp um, messages most of the time only, okay? Because we get so busy and we need to be able to chat up with WhatsApp messages. God bless you. Let's do this again tomorrow. Please keep sharing this audio podcast. Let your friends know about it. And the Lord will bless you. Until we return your way again tomorrow, don't forget, if marriage is an institution, then couples and singles must be students. Don't also forget, marriage care truly cares. God bless you. Do have a great day ahead. Bye.